Hey there, this is Ann Teagarden with episode 62 of the Unveiled podcast. Thanks for joining me today. I'm continuing in my series of First Things First, which is a great way to start off the new year. Last week, I mentioned the obvious, putting your relationship with God first. What are you building your foundation on? The world's ways are constantly shifting. Every decade, it's a new philosophy. But God's ways haven't changed in thousands of years. They are a solid foundation on which to build our lives. So above all else, start with God and his ways first. Today, I want to talk about assessing our thought life first. Why? Because our actions almost always begin with a thought. We get our thoughts right, then we'll get our words and our actions right. So it's another first things first. The summer before I entered high school, my Girl Scout troop hiked a section of the Appalachian Trail for two days, and it was the biggest thing I had done without my parents in my whole life. Our leaders showed us how to follow the trail and look for the markers on the trees along the way. Well, at one point in the late afternoon of the first day, we suddenly realized we had not seen a marker in a really long time, and the path was getting less and less clear. Uh Uh-oh. So we stopped, we talked about it, and we decided that somehow we had gotten off the official trail. So we turned around and went back the way we came. And after an hour of walking, we finally found a marker and got back on the right path. But this added two hours to our hike that day, and it delayed our dinner and our rest. But had we continued on the wrong path, we would have experienced even a longer reroute, or we could have been horribly lost even all night. I believe our thoughts travel down paths too. Once you have a self-pity thought, if you follow its path, you end up depressed and wallowing. However, if you choose to switch paths and choose to look at things from God's perspective, you'll end up on the path of wisdom, peace, and joy. One thought tends to lead to another thought, which leads to another, which leads to feelings and words and actions that we may regret. So I think there are three things that lead our thoughts onto the wrong path, our sinful nature, the enemy, and the world's thinking. Now, it's really easy to let our sinful nature get the best of us if we aren't allowing God's spirit to be in charge. James 1, 14 and 15 warns us that each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. And then after the desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. So where is desire conceived? In our minds. You Think about it. We have angry thoughts before we spew out angry words or start throwing things. Our feelings follow our initial thought. Actions follow feelings. If someone yells a road rage curse at you, you can either roll your eyes and shrug it off, or you can judge their cursing as rude, mean, or offensive, and the latter's probably going to lead to negative feelings and possibly actions of anger. So even though our negative thoughts just kind of flow naturally from our own nature, doesn't make them beneficial. Now, other thoughts can come from the enemy of our souls who desires to see us lost on the wrong thought path. He can't make us do anything, though, but he can make certain suggestions to us, and we must learn to recognize his lies. Think Eve in the Garden of Eden. In John 8:44, Jesus, in talking to the religious leaders of his day, described the devil this way. 
he was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Wow. If you can catch a thought right away, reject it, and replace it with the truth, there won't be a lasting effect. Once I had this thought just pop into my head, Grant doesn't deserve you. Now, there are many lies of the enemy that I have unfortunately bought into, but this one didn't even sound like me, so I knew right away where it came from, the father of lies. I laughed out loud, literally, and I said, nice try, Satan, but I'm not buying it. Now, imagine for a moment if I had bought into this thought. It may have led to a haughty spirit in me and contempt for my husband, and that would have led to a rift in our marriage that may have put us on a crash course. Do you see how one thought can lead to all of that and put you on the wrong path? As a child going to the beach, I loved playing in the sand, but we would often sift out the sand before we started playing to get out all of the cigarette butts, you know, gross. But think of that picture of sifting for what we need to do with our thoughts. We need to sift out the lies and the thoughts that are going to pollute our thinking. Just today, no lie, this thought popped into my mind. You're a good for nothing nincompoop. No lie. Does that sound like something that Jesus would say? No. And I rejected it immediately and affirmed myself and my worth. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says it this way, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And lastly, the world's empty promises and philosophies can also derail our thinking. Colossians 2.8 warns us, See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. Paul calls the world's philosophy hollow. It has no wisdom in it. Romans 12, 2 puts it this way, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So first things first, watch your thoughts. If you're feeling negative feelings, try to trace it back to the negative thought it came from and adjust your thinking and your feelings will eventually follow. It could be just one wrong path of thinking that is sabotaging your relationships. Philippians 4.8 tells us how to line up our thinking on the right path. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And we're promised the peace of God if we do. So the best way to fight negative thoughts once you recognize them is to replace them with the better thoughts, God's thoughts. May I suggest starting by filling your mind with God's word. This is a great way to move our thinking onto the right path that leads to life, peace, wisdom, and joy, which is what we all want, right? 
So this week, start your day by talking to God, listening to God, and filling your mind with his word and his ways. Proverbs is full of wisdom and it's a great place to start. So first things first, guard your mind. Be diligent about what you let in. Sift out the bad. Get back on the right path as quickly as possible. This one thing can have repercussions in your life. That's why I call it a first things first. God, please guard our minds. Help us to discern and reject the thoughts of our simple nature, the lies of the enemy, and the deceptive and hollow philosophies of our, part, oh, our culture. Please fill our minds with your thoughts. All right, that's it for today. If you would like help with your marriage, we will be starting a new round of marriage mentoring in the next few weeks. So stay tuned for more information coming soon. And as always, you can email me with questions at Anne, A-N-N-E, at SynergiaMM.com, M-M for Marriage Mentoring, S-Y-N-E-R-G-I-A-M-M.com. Go enjoy.